Welcome to the Poetic Devices Podcast. I am your host, Kay Crow, the bird bard and the traveling typist. Each episode will discuss the stories, philosophy, and realities of my life as an on-demand typewriter poet. Whether in a five-star hotel or hitting the streets, my typewriter and I travel to bring poetry to the people. So tune in for Poetry in Motion. And welcome once again to the Poetic Devices Podcast, a podcast about typewriter life and the weird people who live it. I am your host, Kay Crow, and as per usual, I have no idea what I'm doing, but I'm doing it in one take. I am much better with analog technology than I am with digital, but here I am, making a podcast anyway. Whoops. This month's topic has to do with what I like to call typewriter zen. What is it? Well, when you think of Zen, you often think of monks sitting underneath waterfalls and going through rigorous trials to cleanse their mind and spirit and body until they achieve nirvana or something like that. And when you think of typewriters, well, obviously you think of me, but then you probably think of dusty old things that live in your grandfather's basement. So how do the two come together? Well, let me tell you a little bit of an anecdote about that. I identify as a Buddhist. Now... I am nowhere near reaching enlightenment, probably be a few hundred more lifetimes till I get there, if you believe in that sort of thing, but I do believe in being less of a dick, and the way that I do that is I follow a path called Nichiren Shu, which is basically here's all of these tenets and how you can be kinder to the world, kinder to yourself, and find some shred of inner peace and build a world where we can all work towards liberation together. And so, in order to engage with those practices, I do a lot of meditation. A lot of meditation. A lot of meditation. Um, Before I was diagnosed with ADHD, I thought I was just a uh, neurotic and freewheeling artist type who needed to meditate to really reel in and get in touch with my creative spirit. No, I was actually uh, emotionally regulating through self-medication with meditation, but there you go. Anyway, bit of a side tangent, but here I am, four or five years into a solid meditation practice, going maybe 45 minutes a day, and then in comes to my life, two years ago, this wonderful, magical vehicle of the typewriter. And then I thought, what wonders would happen if we put these two things together? And here we are. So let's dive in. Let's say part one is the typewriter as a symbol of simplicity. Firstly, let me ask, when you think of a typewriter, what do you think of? What are some of the constellated images and feelings that arise within you? Personally, I think of a slower world. And so I think of a world where digital wasn't so pervasive, where everything wasn't so fast, where everything was slower and you were forced to take your time. I'm also not going to romanticize these eras because there's a lot of racism, a lot of sexism, a lot of no gay rights, no trans rights. But I will say 
that it does sort of bring this black and white uh, idealized I love Lucy sort of image into my mind where it's like, man, the world definitely used to be a lot slower. I think of news, news writers in newsrooms clacking away at, you know, to the story of the day. I think of writers holed up in their cabin in the woods, like tap-tapping out the next great American novel. I think of people alone with their thoughts. And so there is a simplicity and an authenticity when it comes to typewriting as compared to digital typing. It's just one key at a time. You know, a lot of people, they do the hunt and peck thing. Hunt and peck, hunt and peck, hunt and peck. And there's just something gratifying about hitting a key and then seeing that letter show up on the page immediately, right in front of you. No chance to edit, no delete key, unless you're one of those weirdos who uses whiteout. And it's just a true authentic connection between you and your words because there's no digital clutter, no apps, no nothing in between you and the work you're trying to do. There's no Facebook, there's no apps, there's nothing to distract you. It's just this streamline of consciousness between you, your creative self, and what you're trying to get out into the world. And with that in mind, typewriting can help individuals disconnect from the digital world and connect to the present moment because it's so tactile. You hit that key and oh my God, there's just something magical that happens. It's like, this is my guest star today, my 1950s Smith Corona Sterling. Say hi, darling. Anyway, there's just something magical about the act. There's just something magical about the act of typing in a way that you have no clutter between you and what you're trying to generate. It just wants to come out and then there's the, the typewriter's the midwife and bam, paper baby right at the end. Weird metaphor, but you sort of get it. When you are able to isolate the act of creation from all of this other mental clutter that's like vying for your attention, you're able to get into the flow state. And so little uh, digression part 1.5 let's define the flow state according to some people the quote-unquote flow state also known as being quote-unquote in the zone is a mental state of complete absorption and deep focus on a task it's where one's sense of time and self-awareness are diminished and the individual is fully immersed in the activity the state is often accompanied by a sense of enjoyment, intrinsic motivation, and optimal performance. Anyway, that's the definition Chet GPT spat out for me because, yes, I am using this new technology in this day and age. God help me. Anyway, so typewriting can induce a flow state, especially when the individual is fully focused on the task at hand. Because when you're typing with a typewriter, the tactile experience of the keys sound of the machine, the physical motion of your fingers typing, all of this can contribute to a deep state of concentration and absorption. And as you type, you can become fully immersed in the process. You lose track of time, distractions, and you experience the sense of enjoyment and satisfaction from the act of typing itself. 
And you know, this can lead to enhanced creativity and productivity. And it can really make typewriting a really valuable tool for just promoting the flow state in general and improving your well-being. But you know, that's just my little sales pitch because, you know, I'm absolutely gaga over typewriters. I own 17 of the dang things right now. Anyway, on yet another digression. On to part two, typewriter as tactile. How does it feel to type? It's satisfying. Clack, clack, clack. ASMR. There are reasons that there are whole channels on TikTok and YouTube just dedicated to the sounds of people typing on typewriters. It scratches a mental itch. The tactile nature of typewriting and its impact on mindfulness is real. When you are moving your fingers and each movement creates that clack, creates that impact, creates that word on the page, it just gets you into the moment. It gets your mind focused on a single point, kind of like single point meditation in Buddhism. And when your mind is resting on that single point, well, that's kind of like Zen, isn't it, huh? In Zen Buddhism, in Buddhism in general, we have this concept called the monkey mind. It's the part of the mind that needs to think that it, to prove that it exists. It's like if it's quiet, it doesn't exist and it freaks out. So the act of typing gives your monkey mind something to do, some task to engage in. Oftentimes, Buddhist priests will tell you to count your breaths while you meditate, and that'll give the part of your mind that needs to be active and doing something, something to do. The act of typing gives your monkey mind something to do. And when that part of your mind is, that likes to chatter is given a task, the rest of your mind can be still and silent and focus on the points on the page. And that is when your mind can connect to the creative spirit that dwells within you. As a Buddhist metaphor here, um, Buddhists like to talk about the lotus. The lotus emerges from the bottom of a pond or of a pool. The lotus grows up from the bottom of the pool, which is basically like this nasty ass silt. Like if you step in it and it's stuck between your toes, it's like, ugh. But it comes up from this nasty bottom and it grows towards the surface. And we, Buddhists, writers, whatever, sit at the surface. And eventually we see it emerge from the water. The words you want to write are like that. Your subconscious mind is the pool. And the words you want to write are rising slowly from this subconscious, from this ick, growing slowly clearer until they reach the surface like the lotus flower and bloom. And at this point, they become knowable to your conscious mind and you can get them on the page. But your monkey mind likes to make splashes, make waves, makes the surface of the pool turbulent, the surface of your mind turbulent. So by meditating, you can get a still mind. The act of typewriting can also help you achieve a still mind or at least engage your monkey mind enough that it's not splashing around so that the surface of that pool of your mind can become still enough so that these words within you can rise up like a lotus flower to the surface and you can write them and you can get them out into the world. 
engaging in the process, there are a lot of physical and emotional benefits to typing on a typewriter. That act of engaging your mind and your body, it's a chance to be present in your body, to make sure you're sitting correctly. Because it is so physical, you have to make sure that you're not hunched. You have to, you're using your fingers a lot on a manual typewriter. You have to press very hard. So you have to take stock of your hands constantly. And by being present with your back, with your posture, with your hands, with your muscles, it tunes you into your body in a way that just typing on a computer doesn't. Might also strengthen your fingers. If any of you typewriter enthusiasts out there have done finger push-ups because of your manual typewriter exercises, let me know. I'm curious. Typewriter enthusiasm, using a typewriter, can also help reduce your stress and anxiety. When there's less to focus on, when you're typing on a typewriter, there's less to focus on. There's less to see. There's less for your brain to latch onto. As I said in part one, there's no Facebook. There's no Twitter on a typewriter. Literally, the only thing you can do on a typewriter is write. And there's something liberating in that simplicity. So, we've moved on to part three. Let's talk about some mindful typing techniques, shall we? And as we move on, I will have to clarify... This is going to be focusing on how to use the typewriter as a tool for meditation, and we will be engaging in a meditation with a typewriter. And if you don't have one, well, this is just an excuse to go out and freaking get one, because how else are you going to follow along with this podcast? Seriously, you can get one for like 50 bucks on Facebook Marketplace. Pause this recording and go get one. I'll wait. Okay, you went and bought a typewriter and came back? Great. So... Typewriters can be used as a tool for meditation and mindfulness by focusing on the physical sensation of typing, on the sounds of the machine, and on the process of creation. As with all meditation techniques, you need a quiet place, you need to get grounded in your body, and you need to get your hands acquainted with the feel of the machine. This whole process involves typing slowly and intentionally, focusing on the physical sensation of each keystroke and the sound of the machine and the rhythm of the typing. And as you continue to type, people can let go of their distracting thoughts and worries and just allow themselves to become fully immersed in the process. So, now that I've given you the elevator pitch, let's actually do a typewriter meditation because... What else are we going to do in an episode called Typewriter Zen? All right? All right. First, get your typewriter. Second, find a quiet place where you can focus and minimize distractions. Bring your typewriter there. Sit comfortably in front of your typewriter. Make sure your feet are planted on the ground, your back is straight, and you're not straining any muscles. Take a few deep breaths. Inhale through your nose. Exhale through your mouth to relax and center your mind. Do that a couple times. Set an intention. Whatever that intention may be, 
to get in touch with your creative spirit, to empty your mind, to simply become a vessel through which the words can come onto the page. Whatever your intention is, set it now. Now, place your hands on the keys of the typewriter. Take a moment to appreciate the tactile sensation of the keys beneath your finger. Press down lightly and feel the mechanism move the type slug. Enjoy that anchoring between your finger and the machine. Now, close your eyes and begin to type slowly and intentionally. Focus on the physical sensation of each keystroke. As you type, try to let go of any distracting thoughts or worries. As you type, try and let your focus rest on the rhythm of the typing, the sound of the machine, the strike of the key slugs, the ding of the bell. Continue typing for a few minutes, focusing on your breath and allowing yourself to become fully absorbed in the process. Pause this recording to keep typing in this flow state for as long as you like. When you're ready to finish, take a few deep breaths and open your eyes. Take a moment to reflect on how you feel. Wiggle your toes. Check in with yourself. How are you, physically and emotionally? You may notice a sense of calmness and clarity or a renewed sense of focus and energy. If you want to type mindfully, there are a lot of tips. But the basic ones are to set your intention, focus on the breath and the machine, and be present in the moment. As you can see, typewriting is very Buddhist. Part five. I wanna tell you some stories from the Traveling Typewriter Lounge. I host an event where I bring out 
16 typewriters and I let people play on them because I love sharing the magic of this machine with the world. This is a free community event. People from all generations and all walks of life come to my machines and discover something about themselves. I get elders who grew up learning on these machines who sit down and just get bathed in nostalgia. I heard someone tell me the story about how in typing class in high school, the nuns would hit their fingers if they were using, with, uh, if they were using the typewriters incorrectly. The nuns would hit their fingers with the rulers. But not all stories involving typewriters are traumatic. I once saw a 10-year-old dyslexic girl sit down and type on the typewriter for hours, literal hours. Her mother said she had never showed such an interest or extended period of time writing before in her life. I have seen queers come to my event. One person came with a bag full of postcards that they were writing to their dead lover and they put them into the typewriter, and they put their memories onto these postcards to encapsulate something, this moment suspended in time. I've seen people from all walks of life. I have seen neurodivergent people. I have seen uh, C-suite executives. I have seen all walks of life at the typewriter lounge, and they've all gotten something out of it. So. Maybe there is something to this. Maybe I'm not just blowing smoke up your ass. And maybe there is some zen to be found in a typewriter. So let's talk about me personally and my Buddhist path. There are a lot of Buddhist philosophies out there. There's the ten suchnesses and the eightfold path and the six paramitas and the, and the this and the that and the stupa, but I can't keep track of all of them. There are literally thousands of teachings that you could follow. But I follow the Eightfold Path and the Six Paramitas. And they influence me in my life as a typewriter poet. And let me tell you how. The Eightfold Path, one of the, the aspects of it is right livelihood. How to create a living in this world whose fundamental goal is do no harm, to leave the world kinder and better than you found it. When I was working corporate, I couldn't do that. When I was teaching, I was outside of my calling and I couldn't do that. It was when I started writing poems on the street for people that I actually felt like I was leaving this world a little more joyous than I found it, that I wasn't making some customer's day a little bit worse by not being able to give them the answer they wanted, or that I wasn't, that I was ruining my students' lives because I didn't quite know how to teach and they weren't getting the grades that they needed. So I came to this, and Right Livelihood has me feeling like I'm doing exactly the job that I'm supposed to be doing to make this world a kinder place. And as for the paramitas, I'm not going to go into all of them, but the first one is called almsgiving, and it refers to generosity, not just giving money, but generosity of the spirit, 
generosity of the heart, being generous with your time and with your non-financial resources, you know, in addition to your financial ones, if you have financial resources to share. But it's about actually connecting with people on the street for me, at the event, one-on-one, heart-to-heart, and creating a memorable moment for people with my poetry. The other paramita that really kicks in for me is meditation. Obviously, we just did a very cool little typewriter meditation here, and I encourage you to try and, uh, you know, do that one on your own. And another one is Shanti, also known as Ninniku. It's patience and forbearance through difficulty. When things get hard, right? When things get challenging and you feel alone and you feel unable to do anything right, when you feel like no one is listening, you can listen to yourself. Go to the typewriter. Find your perseverance. Sit down and write. That is how I have survived through all of these years, through all this time, and through all of these seasons. It's how I have made my way through this world as a unmedicated, neurodivergent, anxiety disorder having mother lover. I have survived with the help of some of these precepts, and I think you can too. So I'm not here to tell you what to do. I'm just here to tell you what's worked for me. And if you've listened this far, something tells me maybe maybe you're intrigued, at least, by the perspective I have on all. There are a lot of benefits to wrap up with Typewriter Zen. This machine, it's, it's a time machine. It can transport you mentally to a simpler, slower way of being. There's no distraction built into a typewriter. It is elegant in its simplicity. Even as a typewriter mechanic, if you flip it open, everything connects to everything else. Everything has a logical purpose. These machines were built to last. Most of my machines are at least 75 years old. They are solid. They are enduring. And they can link you to that solidity, to that feeling of rootedness by the simplicity of their purpose. You too can have a simplicity of purpose when you engage in a typewriter. And in a world today where every single inch of your attention is attempting to be colonized by someone with ad space or with a product or with something you need to buy, it's almost something revolutionary. And using a typewriter that just subverts all of that. So sit down, type for a while, and just engage in a way of thinking, of being, of writing that is just slower. I'm going to encourage you, if you don't have a typewriter, to go out and acquire one. You can often find them on Craigslist or Facebook Marketplace for $50 or $75. You can find ribbon on eBay for $7. Bucks. Super easy to change, and they are super easy to find. And if you want any tips, drop me a message. I'm more than happy to help you find something. Because there is something liberating about joining the typewriter community. We are a bunch of tight-knit nerds who are so enthusiastic about sharing knowledge and sharing resources. And I love this community. 
And sure, I'll evangelize a little bit to try and convince you to become part of it. Because I think we're pretty dang cool. And as a final thought, there is a connection between the body and mindfulness. And when you connect the act of writing to the body, to the fingers, to the movement of the hand, there is a potential for increased mindfulness, for living and rooting into the body, and for typewriters to enhance our well-being in an incredibly digital age. So with that, I have been your host, Kay Crow, on this, the Poetic Devices Podcast, Typewriting Life and Those Who Live It. Have a wonderful day, stay funky fresh, and drop me a line if you need help finding a typewriter. I am more than happy to help. Thank you.